The Finisher is a YA novel phenomenon, let's say. Um, the Keeper is David Baldacci's newest YA book. Uh, David Baldacci, of course, uh, one of the world's most famous uh, uh, thriller writers, um, worldwide, New York Times bestselling author, um, translated dozens of languages, um, dozens and dozens of books. And we're talking today again with David Baldacci about his latest uh, young adult book, The Keeper. Good morning. How are you doing, David? I'm doing fine, thanks. Good. Well, what's going on with The Keeper? Um, this is a sequel to uh, The Finisher, correct? It is, yes. Yeah, great. So this, this, yeah, go. <laughs> Sorry. This, um, yeah, the, the finisher uh, started with Vega Jane. She's in Wormwood, the small village, it's surrounded by the quag, and she was told that that's all there was. There was nothing beyond the quag, and she comes to find out in the finisher that everything she knew about herself, or thought she knew, was a lie. Everything, the past, the history of the village, everything. So, at the end of the finisher, she and her friend Delph have escaped from Wormwood, and they enter the quag. And that's where the keeper picks up, and the keeper is sort of this epic journey through the multiple layers and circles and obstacles in the quag, where they meet all sorts of creatures and magic and spellcasters and people who either oppose them or try to mentor them. So they come out of it, you know, it's a transformative experience for them. They come out of it scarred and damaged, but also stronger than they were when they went in and hopefully prepared them for the next stage in the journey. So with the finisher, I had to create a whole new world. And with the keeper, uh, Wormwood is left behind. So with the quag, I had to create an entire world in the quag, which is, it was a lot of work, but it was really fascinating, too, and allowed me to really stretch again as a writer. Hmm. Well, I know how you craft your thriller books. Um, you do a lot of uh, research. Uh, you talk to a lot of people. Um, how do you create a fantasy world? Because to me, it's... Two totally different uh, uh, venues, let's say. Well, what I tried to do is ground it at least in some things mythology, history, um, biblical references. Um, I also was a big reader of fantasy when I was a kid. I was a you know Tolkien fan and C.S. Lewis, the Narnia Chronicles, and all mm -hmm. that. So I wanted to, and I gave, there were allusions to those books in, in my books, too, with these little Easter eggs, just sort of a tip of the hat to these writers. Um, so grounded it in some of that, did a lot of research, filled up a lot of journals and notebooks with information, and then went about building my own world, sort of with that foundation. Um, and for me, it was making choices about what I wanted to include in the world, how much I wanted to tell readers, when I wanted to tell them certain information, and, you know, what I didn't want to include or didn't want to tell them at certain points in time. So it was, you know, carefully choreographed. At the same time, a lot of it was just spontaneous. You know, I would think of something and try to work through it and see if it would work or not. Um, so it was quite a journey for me as well. I was having a journey at the same time Vega and Delph were. Hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of journeys, I, I heard, uh, well, I actually read that you used a pseudonym to, to find a publisher. Well, what, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want them to buy the book because my name was on it. Ah. Yeah, that would have been too easy. So I wanted them to buy the book because they loved the story. They thought it was a new writer, unheard of. They would have to focus just on the story. Mm. And Scholastic loved the book. And the way the finisher was written, they thought I was British. So really? they wanted me to come over from England and meet with them. And uh, so when I walked into their headquarters in New York, and they were like, oh, why are you here? And I said, well, I wrote a book you bought called The Finisher. I, I thought they were all going to, like, you know, faint. <laughs> uh, you know, they have, they have Clifford the Big Red Dog in their lobby. I thought Clifford looked over Clifford. I think he just toppled right over. 
<laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Oh, um, so you get a kick out. You, you really get a kick out of this, don't you? I I, I see you maybe doing this, uh, um, maybe writing more YA stuff and less thriller stuff as you get older. Is that uh, I, the plan? I, it's yeah. It was it was a great. It came along a great time in my life. You know, mm-hmm. it made me challenge myself and stretch. I think if you don't stretch as a writer, you kind of wither on the vine. It allowed to open up a whole new world of readers to me. You know, I go to book signings now, and they have tons of kids who come. I was at the National Book Festival in D.C. over the weekend, and I got mm-hmm. hundreds of kids in line clutching their books, you know, wanting me to sign them. And that that's just a real its a real thrill for me. It really is. How are you going to groom them to uh, – well, obviously you are grooming them. Well, maybe you're not grooming them, but you're kind of grooming them to – as they get older, they, they read your other stuff, eh? Well, yeah, you, you make a reader early, you make one for life. And, I, you know, my goal is uh, to get kids excited about books. Yeah. And um, we, we do that through the Wish You Well Foundation, both kids and adults. And, you know, I, I know what books meant to me growing up. They changed my life. They're one of the big reasons I'm a writer today. I want every kid to have the opportunity to read as many books as they possibly can because I know it'll make them a better person. And because of that, we'll have a better world. Yeah, you're you're uh, totally committed uh, about getting books in the kids' hands. I, I know you do a lot with uh, your foundation. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. You know, I also see, David, I've, I've been, you and I obviously have been talking for some time now, and I've seen, your, seen you evolve into um, the writer you are, getting better all the time, I think. Have you ever considered a graphic novel? Because, uh, you know, it, 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 I know there's an explosion of graphic novels today, but I also see down the road more. Is that am I misinterpreting this phenomenon? No, no. Or? I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. It's mm-hmm. it has been an explosion, and it, it, and there's just tons of people, both both kids and adults, who read them and enjoy them. You know, I never say never. You know, if the right opportunity came along, um, then I will definitely would definitely take a look at it, and it may be something that I might do in the future. Yeah, crazy. Um, okay, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at your. Uh, my notes here about your books. You, um, you, you've incorporated uh, women in your books. Obviously, you've got this fourteen-year-old uh, Vega Jane and uh, and the Keeper. Um, these women are strong. They're strong-willed. They're uh, tenacious. They uh, they seem to have an inner strength. And so, where does that come from? Does that come from your relationship with your wife or, or friends, or where, where does that come from? Yeah, well, I was, my mother, yeah, my mother was a very strong-willed person, Mm. a force of nature, really, and Mm. my my sister is very independent, Mm. and I'm married to a force of nature, my wife is, so I I tell people, I don't write about damsels in distress, because I don't know any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, sorry, and uh, (laughs) and so that's really where that comes from, and I find it, you know, natural for whatever reason, writing from a female perspective, and, and, you know, evolving and, and fleshing that character out in great depth. I do write, I like writing about women. I also like writing about the dynamic. So you'll see, like, King and Maxwell, male, female. Will yes. Roby and Jessica Real, male, female. I love him, that dynamic, because it really it just innately complicates, but I also think makes more interesting the story. They're more plausible to me. Um yeah, uh, they're, they're very plausible, because no matter what kind of line of work you're in, no matter what you do, um, if you're female, 
males enter your life if you're male females enter your life it, it makes totally sense hey um yep. i got a i got a uh, uh a quick question it looks like we're going to be done in a minute here but um how is the uh, the wish you well foundation doing um i i, I know that uh, early on you gained some uh, traction is that still are you still uh, uh very much involved in that i know your wife is probably the gatekeeper there but uh um oh, how's that yeah, foundation very much. going it's good. We we funded a lot of programs this year, mm-hmm. um, and we'll continue to do so. And um, you know we're we're partnering too with some interesting uh, the, to change the way adult literacy is taught in this country to make it more like a community college experience, less more, less emphasis on one on one tutoring, mm-hmm. make it more professional, accredited teachers having people being able to choose classes mm-hmm. um, to give them more of an incentive that this is a, a you know a professional educational experience give them incentive to enroll and finish it, give them marketable skills. So you're going to see that whole, you know, this, this face of adult literacy in this country changing over the next three to five years, and we want to be part of that. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to be part of that too. Um, okay, The Keeper, the second book in uh, uh, a series uh, uh, with Vega Jane, a 14-year-old uh, gal that gets... Uh, uh, tangled up in a in a spider web of uh, complication. Um, a new YA book, uh, The Keeper, from David Baldacci. I, uh, it's been nice talking to you again, David. And uh, I oh you know what we got thirty seconds. Okay, I got I got a question. Your kids are growing up. They're they're different than they were two three years ago. So what kind of what kind of new problems are you having as a dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, um, my daughter's graduated from college, so she's looking for a job. You know, yeah, she's yeah. Um, back living with us and going to interviews and all that, and yeah. taking part-time stuff. So it's interesting, you know, advising her and counseling her on that phase of her life. And yeah. our son's still in college and encouraging yeah. him to do well and yeah. thinking about his future. So, yeah, it's all, you know, it's always fresh challenges as they grow the problems change. Yeah. You know, issues change. Yeah, my son went away to college, came back. Um, lived with us for a while, and now now he's got uh, he's totally in love. He's going to get married, going to have babies, yay! <laughs> and <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about soon, David. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> David Baldacci, the keeper, uh, one of the most prolific, uh, interesting writers I've ever read. Uh, love the man. He's a he's a great guy. David, all my best to you. Thank you very much. It's always great talking to you, Greg. Thank you, David. Bye bye.